0: Hello. What the fuck am I doing, people? Welcome to this week's episode. I'm here with Sarah, one of my best friends and also the conductor of the Red Flag Express. Sarah, say hello to the people. Hello, people. All right. So today we're going to be talking about a lot of hot mess millennial shit, but really, I mean, we're just going to explore the dating world. I'm lucky enough to have been in a very stable, loving relationship since I was 17 years old, Prior to that, as a lot of you guys already know, I was in two abusive relationships back to back, back and forth. So I did my time. But I definitely don't think I could handle being single in today's landscape. I am not good at the internet dating thing. I don't think I would ever be good at Bumble or Tinder or anything. So Sarah usually will update me with her dates and uh, how poorly usually they're going. Not because of her. She's great. And she's pretty, fellas out there listening. But usually they're just pretty terrible. So Sarah, let's talk about one of your recent dates. And uh, were they from Bumble or Tinder? How did you find them?
1: So I actually don't date off of Tinder because um, those people make me nervous. Uh, Usually they are very strange. Um, My favorite horrible first date story came off of Hinge, one of the all-time favorites for most. And he actually spent the entire date wiping his boogers on the collar of his jacket. And when I called my mom after the date to tell her, um, she responded with, well, do you think he was doing drugs? So my question for you now is, was Booger Boy actually on drugs? I don't think so. I mean, realistically, if he was on drugs, he would have been way more fun. Mm. But it was just, it was kind of a disaster. You know, I, he, I... (laughs) He seemed like a winner. He was really attractive. Mm. And then I saw him and he didn't quite look how he did, which happens occasionally. You know, some people are really photogenic. Totally get it. Mm. But, you know, all I do is talk about my job and I'm a teacher. Literally all I do is talk about my job. And he waited until about an hour into the date, after telling me how much he loved his job as an engineer with his company that he works for. I'm not going to fully expose him, so I'm not going to say where he works, but for an hour told me how much he loved his job and then out of nowhere goes oh yeah but i'm quitting and i'm actually going back to school to be a teacher and i just was so confused we had talked for like three weeks you know texting and and whatever and for him to not say anything was Huge red flag. Just didn't reveal that part of his personality. I genuinely think he was just searching for something to talk about and he has no intention of ever being a teacher. That's
0: so upsetting though. Like big floppy dick energy. That's just like, why? Like be yourself. That's the the most attractive thing anyone can do. Female, male, whoever you are. Non-binary, unicorn, I don't know. But just be yourself. Unless
1: being yourself is wiping your nose on your jacket. Well, yes,
0: that's absolutely disgusting. And most of us got over that in hopefully kindergarten. But I guess he didn't. I don't know.
1: the worst part of it is He texted me the next day and was like, you really restored my faith in online dating. Oh. And, you know, he just didn't do the same for me. No. And I just responded and I said, with all due respect, like, I really don't think there's anything between us. And he was like, we can totally be friends. And I, being the very upfront for the better or worse person that I am, I said, I don't think we'll work as friends either.
0: But this is what I love about you. You're so blunt and you are very honest to the point where a bunch of people don't always like it. I fully like it. I respect it. You'll tell me if I'm being an asshole. Like, I love that about you. You always have. So thank you for being that friend of mine. But I can imagine that most men who want to potentially date you don't love that. So in addition to Sarah being ridiculously blunt and honest, which I'm also known to do, but Sarah really just hits the nail over the head with it. I mean, I'm known for it and people think I'm a little harsh, but if you think I'm harsh, you haven't seen shit because Sarah really will just tell you like, oh my God, you look like fucking hell today. or just worse than that. You know, she'll just tell you like the guy you're dating is a fucking wormed over turd in a crock pot, like just fully, completely will never hold back anything. So I think it's important to mention that she doesn't believe in small talk. So dates with her are very, very interesting. So Sarah, why don't you tell them how you like to kind of break the ice with um, guys that you're on a first date with? I want to mention these are guys that she doesn't have a background with. And, uh, you know, we uh, weed out some some losers by coming on real strong in the beginning, right?
1: Absolutely. My favorite first date small talk question is... What is your number one childhood trauma and have you been to therapy for it? And if not, are you open to going to therapy for it? Because I am done with men who need therapy because – You know, I'm not a therapist. Uh, I play that role for a lot of my students as best that I can. And I just don't think I can do it for a grown man. I don't have a degree in it. But you know what? If I,
0: you know, have to go to therapy, there was a point in our relationship where a lot of my insecurities, my anxiety, and a lot of my issues were definitely starting to affect my relationship. And, you know, he even said to me, you need to go back. And I was like, oh, shit, you're right. Like, I didn't even think I needed it anymore. I was at the point, you know – I forget exactly what they call it, but there's kind of this therapy plateau when you've been in for a little while where you think, okay, I'm healed, I'm cured. And it's usually when you're young. I mean, I was like 16, 17, and I went for like a year and I didn't think I needed it. I thought I was good. And that's just not the case. Therapy is lifelong work. You're always going to be constantly working on yourself. And it seems really fucking exhausting, but it actually is pretty healing and opening. And, you know, it's hard and I don't always want to do it, but if I have to, you know, make the conscious decision to go back to therapy, to be better for myself and for my partner, then I think the guys should do the same. If you need to go and get help, I shouldn't be the one helping you. I'm just not fucking qualified. I'll be your shoulder to cry on. I'll make whatever, you know, I'm definitely a little bit of a pushover. You know, he can't cook. I make whatever he wants. Um, he can't cook at all. He turned our house into a fucking smoke show the other day trying to make a grilled cheese and then told me it was because I was distracting him. Um, but so I'm I'm definitely like you know, wifey material pushover a little bit. But I'm as not. far as I know, she's not, she's not at all. But as far as like, you know, doing emotional work on yourself, I'll help you work through it as best I can. But if you have some serious trauma and issues that need to be worked through, don't expect to put your baggage on me because I've got fucking enough, okay? Like I will help you hold it, but I'm not taking it from you. I'll tell you that help much. Anymore.
1: I decided. I was like, I'm done helping. I will stand next to you and I will ride the, the roller coaster with you, but I will not carry you onto that car. I will not do any of that because it's too much because then they put more and more and more. It's in little increments. It's little things. And then, you know, you end up like me two and a half years into a relationship spending $10,000 on somebody and electronics and rent just to see none of it return to you in love or money or support, or, you know, being a good roommate, you just don't see it. And then, you know, you end up done. Right. And that's definitely what I also wanted
0: to ask you about. Because, I mean, if you guys have been listening up to this point, you can see that Sarah is a fucking badass. She's a strong woman. And she's just very self aware of herself of her good and bad, her flaws and her fucking righteous qualities. So How did somebody like you just end up sucked into a toxic relationship? Because we could talk about this in circles for hours and hours. Oh my God, why doesn't so-and-so leave so-and-so? Because when you're so deep in the vortex, you don't even see that that's what it is. I tried to tell her so many times to leave him. But I also told her, you're not going to leave him unless you want to and unless you do it. I can't make you and I can't even convince you because I've been where you are and I saw this fiercely independent person becoming sucked into this codependency that I didn't even understand. But also at that point, I had had two abusive, toxic relationships under my belt and a couple of years of age. You know, we were in our mid-20s by this point. It wasn't when I was going through this, we were teenagers. So I had had some experience to know. And it's also always easier to see looking outside in, you know, like hindsight's twenty twenty, and so is external vision people.
1: Well, I think that something that's important to say is my relationship with my ex wasn't toxic for probably two years and four months of us dating. We were together two and a half years. And then when it got bad, I very quickly took myself out of the equation because I am not the person to sit and make excuses and sit and stay and hope for the best. I'm the person to say, listen, you're not stepping up to the plate so either you're going to, or I'm going to be done because I don't have the time or energy. I mean, it was my first year as a full-time teacher in COVID teaching. I didn't even know how many kids I was going to have each day. I, maybe I had one, maybe I had 15. I didn't know. And I couldn't come home and be stressed out at home. I mean, we lived together and it wasn't great. And so, you know, within a couple months of things going south, we were done. Um, but I would say a lot of it is like I as much as like I am an independent Person and i'll tell you how it is and I won't hold back I also am a huge fucking simp and that's just how it goes when I love someone I love so hard and I don't want anything besides them to succeed and be happy And I think that's how every relationship should be but I never knew healthy friendships growing up So I truly believed that like the only way for me to show love to someone was to buy them anything they needed And to work my ass off to pay our rent and buy him the new laptop that he needed for school and buy him the new clothes that he needed for work. And I didn't think anything of it. And I don't blame him for any of that because I made those decisions. He didn't ask me to spend a dime on him. Truthfully, I set myself up for failure and I fully take responsibility for that. I set our relationship up. The whole time we were dating, I paid for everything. I never once expected him to pay for anything because I was always making more money than him. So I just didn't think anything of it. Money was not something that I've ever really worried about, which is crazy because most people worry about money in their 20s. But I poured everything into it and then I just hoped that it would like pour back into me. And then when I realized it wasn't, it was maybe six weeks before we were done. I mean, I've said this to so many
0: people. Hope is a powerful thing and so is love. But And this is the most shocking thing that I say to people, especially people who are single and they're like, oh my God, you and Jay have been together for so long and how do you make it work? Listen, my parents have been together for almost 30 years. We've only been together for almost six. But again, in the millennial dating scape, that is a fucking eternity, okay? Like, shit just doesn't last anymore. So I am so grateful to have what I have. And I tell him this, even when he's driving me fucking crazy, leaving his socks and shoes everywhere. And I I don't even know, covering the bathroom in toothpaste for some reason because he can't brush his teeth like a normal person. I don't know. That's a boy thing. I just, I don't know. That's a boy thing. Yeah, I guess it is. And I love him so fucking dearly. But I'm very grateful for what I have. But everybody asks me and I tell them, like, even though we started dating, especially because we started dating so young, I was 17 and he was 19. You know, love wasn't always enough. It took work, especially when he was deployed, when I was in school, when I lived in Rome, when he was in the Middle East, like we were always, you know, not always, but a lot of the time in different physical places, and also at different stages of our life. But I think that that's what has made us such a successful couple that we did develop on our own and we grew up together, but also as our own people, we grew up on the same track, but like different, I guess different lines, if that makes any sense. Like we grew up together and we also developed as our own people and we got to watch each other on that journey. And then we also had that, you know, other journey of our own. So I think that's what has made us so, so successful. Um, But again, and one thing I will say, so I commend you for taking responsibility for everything that happened because you did, you, nobody held a gun to your head and told you to stay. Nobody did the same with me. Nobody, nobody told me I had to stay there. You know, nobody, nobody, you know, tied me down and said, all right, you're going to be here for, this is your fate. But I will say that coming back to, you know, therapy and taking responsibility for what you need to work on, there were a lot of things that he, you know, I guess we'll just call him. I don't know, Nutter Butter. (laughs) That's just (laughs) something that starts with the initial. I don't fucking know. Something that um, Nutter Butter, God, I can't even say that with a straight face, never took responsibility for was the reason he came home in the first place. And that was because he, you know, unfortunately something, there was an accident and he didn't get to follow through on his own dreams. And That definitely carried over onto you because he was always miserable and you were always trying to help him find the missing piece. And the missing piece was something that was never going to be replaced because it was a life path that did not work out for him. Unfortunately, and it really sucked. It sucked because it's what he really wanted and he got hurt and it wasn't possible anymore. You know, we can always say overcome and do all these things. But at that point, he didn't even want to. You suggested maybe redo this or redo that, restart, do this. He didn't even want to explore those options. So again, there are always two sides to a coin. But I will say that coming back to the importance of therapy and taking responsibility for your own shit, just like you took responsibility for you doing, making those choices and doing the things that you did to coddle him for so long, he made the choice not to retry or fulfill his own dreams or to work on letting it go or work on working on it. He never got past that. I don't know if he resented you or not. I'm not in his brain. But he just was never happy because of that. And if he's not
1: happy, you're not gonna be happy together. Yeah, I don't think he resented me. I mean, we're still friends. <laughs> we talk every day. Yeah, well, but I would you know, everybody's got their opinions. But um, I think a lot of it was just he had, he has a lot of goals, which I really do respect him for because a lot of people don't have the guts. To like dream of living somewhere else i mean i certainly fucking don't i hate this island and yet i got a full-time job here that locks you into not leaving because as a teacher once you get a job on long island you don't leave sarah long i just i just have a question are you a teacher yeah just a little <laughs> just, like, just like sometimes i'm a teacher i just spend like 12 hours a day at school for fun um yeah i'm a teacher and i'll say it probably 25 more times But you don't leave Long Island. You're a teacher. You stay here. And I hate this island. Everybody everybody who I know knows I hate this island. And yet I bought a house here. I am fully settling down here. I fully have roots. I have a job that I love with kids that I love and coworkers that I love. And he had always had the ability to say, I want to go somewhere else. I see myself somewhere else. And he is going to do it. I know he is. And he's one of the only people I know that's capable of doing that. And I so respect the hell out of him for that. But I do wish, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I wish that he had been able to say that before we moved in together and that he had been able to recognize that before we made that step because it would have saved both of us a lot of heartache if he had recognized that and been able to own it before we had those six months with like two or three of those months being really, really rough. And I think it would have helped both of us in the long run, had he been able to say in March of 2020, when I gave him the listen, either we're moving in together, or I'm out because I can't do long distance anymore. I wish he would have had it in him then to say, well, listen, I'm, I'm not going to be happy living on Long Island. so. I don't think this is going to work between us. He knew very well that I was very settled on Long Island. He knew that like this was where my career was and it would have saved us both a lot. It still would have hurt like hell, but at least I wouldn't have had four months of me sitting there questioning why he wasn't happy with me, why, you know, he, he was so miserable when we were living together. I wouldn't have had those months of questioning my own self-worth if he had just admitted it. I love you, but I can't live where you are. And I just don't think we're at the same point. And if he had admitted that, I think it would have saved both of us a lot of heartache and a lot of a lot of stress and trauma.
0: That is definitely one of the hardest things to do is just to rip the Band-Aid quickly and and immediately. And most people don't want to do it because obviously he loved you. I know you have no problem ripping the Band-Aid. Yeah, we you're did it for two fucking, and a half years.
1: We had a 10 minute break. <laughs> you're all fucking ripping
0: Band-Aids over here. You might as well open a waxing salon. I am like the rest of the world who doesn't really like to do so. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Oh it's it hard.
1: Was, I can't stop laughing because I really walked into my apartment the night morning after my birthday party. I was hungover as hell. I still smelled like Fireball and cheap sangria and I walked into my apartment and I said, "Yeah, we're done. You have a week and a half to leave." And I that was our whole breakup. I took all my shit out of the apartment. I took all the computers. I took the computers I bought him. I took all I took the TV remotes for my TV. So he couldn't take the TV was he ever going to? No, but I just took it all. I was so petty. And you know what he got me back because he took all the cooking spices. <laughs> when he moved out, he took all the he um, took the salt He on. took butter. He took half a thing of barbecue. Hold sauce. on a second. Hold on a second.
0: You're gonna tell me that you're upset. Because you took Every valuable piece of furniture and he electronics t- I in your the apartment. Spices. Okay. I mean, I believe you because what man buys fucking spices? He bought curry.
1: Why? Curry. Of course
0: he did. That's a stupid spice. I don't eat
1: curry, so
0: I don't eat curry either. Not that, like, you know, I just don't really I, I don't know. I'm not a fan. Um, not that if you are, it's bad. I just am not a fan. I'm not a fan of anything that smells very, very, very strong. It gives me headaches. But um anyway that's what you're mad about yeah okay dude. all right
1: okay. it was like at least twelve dollars worth of spices okay
0: all right send him an invoice
1: <laughs> there's a lot more on top of it than a spice. oh my god well okay
0: so this is this is what uh this is what we're getting here we got like a five not even ten minute that was like two minute breakup i remember when the breakup happened she was like yeah it's over i was like what do you mean She I like i just for, said it was done i cried
1: for one day and then I was okay for like a week and then I cried for another day and then I was fine for like two months. And then I cried for like a week and a half straight. And then we were friends again. And now here we are friends don't six send- months, six or seven months later. Friends
0: don't send each other news.
1: We only did that for a short period of time. I told you that that wasn't gonna work out. Everybody said it was not gonna work out doesn't matter had fun. I
0: like attention just a PSA. I mean who doesn't like attention but just a PSA for you guys the whole like oh sex with no attachment talking with no attachment pictures with no attachment that's not fucking possible connection with a human leads to attachment I'm sorry I don't know how to tell this to you guys (laughs) well again that might just be also let's keep in
1: mind let's throw this out there everybody that my ex moved to Florida from Long Island so yes maybe we were sending things we shouldn't have been sending each other on like through our phones but we were never we're probably never gonna see each other again unless I go to Disney which we're planning but I probably never gonna see him again and it was just like I think we both were like kind of feeling out this weird dynamic and it just we both kind of agreed that it wasn't gonna work and it didn't work and then you know, he dated someone else I dated someone else kind of and, and then now we're just friends again. Well, I'm very proud
0: of you for actually, you know, making a friendship work. And again, it probably helps that there's some spatial separation
1: between you guys. So much help. I don't think so it would be possible much, oh, for you no, to be no. friends
0: if he was even in the same state. Honestly, I don't think would We it would have burned each other's houses down. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it would have worked. Okay, guys. So a little bit of a break from all the mushy-gushy shit. We're going to take a break from that. So we're going to play a little game called Tinder Exposed. Now, I'm sorry, Jay. I know you know this already, but I love playing Tinder on other people's phones. It's like playing—I don't even know—like a weird video game with people who don't actually seem like people because their entire bios are just lies and cringy statements. And it's—it's so much fucking fun. But that's because I'm not putting my, my love or, or happiness like on these people. I don't rely on them for literally jack shit. They are just free entertainment. So if you have a Tinder, I've probably scrolled through your account. Also. Grinder is so much fun. I literally love taking my male gay friends, like you know, I call them my gay husbands, phones on their grinders and just going through it. That shit is raunchy. They are crazy. You think people on Tinder are crazy? Grinder is just fucking
1: off the like off the charts. Out out the window. Grinder freaks me out though because it'll say like ten feet away from you, and what? this person's literally like in the same. Bar oh, I as hate you, that. And it no. says like ten or fifteen feet. Like when I go out and I'm like swiping right like crazy on like Bumble or something just to find people to like buy me drinks at the bar I don't want to know that they're at the bar I just want to tell them hey are you in Huntington question mark and if they are I'm gonna say great come to this bar and buy me a drink like I'm very straight up but I don't want to know does it actually say 10 feet feet. yeah I don't say like 20 or 30 feet or like less than 20 feet away from you no I don't like that
0: first up on tinder exposed we have cat cheater
1: guy looking for a quote unquote sneaky link and let me just start by saying that this guy straight up told the whole world that he has a small penis because his name on tinder was not hung serious maybe he's illiterate and was trying to say nothing but i'm going to go with the fact that he is admitting that he has a small penis which sorry to your girlfriend that's such a shame but let me just paint the picture for you, okay? This guy has a red iPhone X something. I don't know which kind it is, but only has two cameras. And in a Gymshark undersized shirt. I was
0: just about to say, he's wearing a Gymshark t-shirt, totally. And, and it's, it's just it's his neck. so
1: undersized. It's just his neck down, by the way. It's just the Gymshark logo, basically. You're dating Gymshark. Yes, super douchey, right? He's got his hand in his pockets, again, hiding the small penis. If his hand wasn't in his pockets, we'd be able to see the outline of his penis. And his bio says, not looking for anything serious, just a sneaky link. Yes, I have a girlfriend. No face pics. Uh. So naturally, I swiped you his second picture, and it's a cat. That's a cute cat, I though. I don't know how to tell you all this. If you are a man and you have a cat in your dating profile, <laughs> red flag. That's a cute okay? cat, though. Under no circumstance should a 26-year-old man That's a who says that he's involved or interested in language exchange, CrossFit, fashion. He's an athlete and into working out. You should not have a cat on your profile. If you do right now, okay, if you have a cat and you're a man, you should go and, and get rid of that picture. I don't know how to tell you this, okay? And I know that there's girls out there that like cats. More power to you, sis. It's not for me. But even girls who like cats don't want men who have cats. That's or fair. who like love their cats so that's much. Fair. You can have cats and love them, mm. but you should not be publicizing that shit. Just get a dog, guys. I mean really.
0: That's just straight up pussy bait. I don't know. I mean, I feel bad saying it that way, but like, oh my god, if you have a dog in your profile, the girl's going to swipe right no matter what just to see more pictures of the dog. Yeah, it's so true. You're already in. Like, if you have a dog, you're in. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter if she doesn't care about you or, like, think you're cute at all. She's just
1: going to want more pictures of the dog. She will talk to you so she can go and meet your dog. Get a fucking puppy. Yeah. I also have a little bit of PTSD from um, cats because my very first boyfriend, who I call my fake boyfriend because we didn't even date for six full months because we broke up for three days after a month. Um, and then we broke up on our, like, six-month anniversary. It was funny. Anyways... um, I, Whenever I would sleep over his house here on Long Island that summer, I would wake up to his cat making biscuits on my skin, but, like, that shit hurts, okay? It was, like, claws in my chest. So I just, like, don't love the idea of cats sleeping in my bed, but, like, my dog sleeps next to my head. What do you mean making – this, You know the like that thing they that they do, they when, do they, that like, thing when they like yeah that thing that they do when they like yeah walk they, on you yeah but they like push on you and they kind of like claw a little bit oh, and like it that. was like literally in my neck and I was like Mimi I'm gonna throw you across this fucking bedroom. okay I don't like that I wouldn't do it because I like animals I don't abuse them but like I I imagined it a few times
0: side note I shouldn't have to say this but don't get a puppy if you're not gonna love it with your entire fucking being okay but my point is if you're a guy who already loves dogs and who already has a puppy. You, you already have the upper hand. That was my point. Don't just get a puppy, okay? Because I will find you and I will hunt you down. I swear to God. Okay. Next up, let's see. Um.
1: Ooh. How about glory hole guy welcoming newcomers? <laughs> okay. So let me paint the scene for you all. I'm looking at a picture of a left arm with some shitty tattoos on it. Um... Of a and in the picture is a blue nose pit bull sleeping. Aww. So that got my attention, right? His name's Ari and he's thirty three. He's thirty three years old, and we share the fact that we're dog lovers on Tinder, right? And then his other interests are grab a drink, music, road trip it, road trips and movies. Love it, loving this energy, right? You know, it kind of strange that his first picture was not of his face, but I didn't think much of it. And then I notice his bio, and it starts with Glory Hole dot 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 freaks. And then three of those purple devil emojis that are smiling, which is the biggest red flag emoji you can use it is in my most recent untrue eggplant. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for a good eggplant. The devil face is a red flag. I use it all the time. I can totally attest to the fact that if I'm using it, I'm probably gonna treat you like shit. Mm. But he goes freaks purple, purple, purple only. If you don't know what that is, do not swipe right. Period. He threw the periods in here all over. If you're interested in going with me, I would bring you. Be in the booth with you. Period. The booth locks, so we will not have any intruders. Period. Let's see how many you can take. Period. Sir, that is literally none of your business. (laughs) Let's have a fun, wild experience. Period. These periods are honestly making me nervous. I feel like I'm (laughs) on the set of Jersey Shore. There's just a lot of like unnecessary grammar but even here. better he sends all he puts all that on his profile and then he goes I don't judge no shit Sherlock you're not allowed to judge you're literally asking for a girl who's gonna fit as many penises in her as she can I
0: mean that's in fair, that moment but like what are we even talking about here it
1: gets better though okay oh. it, he goes gotta try everything once well you might as well be safe about it with someone who has experience nothing just so everybody is clear If you don't know what a glory hole is, I don't recommend you look it up. But if you do, we all need to agree that there is nothing safe about glory holes okay literally nothing there's nothing safe about it i was you're just not about getting, to say that i not, mean there's not a little male slot that you're gonna like see these like no you know std tests that show but, that they're negative for but everything But that's exactly
0: what i was just about to say if you have 18 breadsticks coming through the same fucking i mean hole for for better or worse there's no way you're fitting a condom on any of them and these people are no, not fucking totally care they're not just not grimy. no of course not because why would you put a condom on if you literally have 18 floppy dicks rubbing against each other that's too much friction you could fucking run a car
1: yeah and it even gets it you know it continues to get better I haven't read this in a couple days I feel very you know fortunate to read it again for oh, the first God. time he goes if you are going to have cold feet wait no shit Sherlock if someone knows they're gonna have cold feet they're never gonna message you anyways cold feet happens like on accident you like don't know people don't get cold feet walking down the aisle and know they're gonna get cold feet the whole time they're engaged. my feet are ice fucking cold right now just having this conversation about glory holes okay and then he goes first timers welcomed I am 33, male, 5'9", white. Why is that the ending? Why does it matter how tall you are if you're not fucking her? But why, does it, why is that I the ending? I have plenty of guy friends that are short that I have no intention of ever sleeping with. And I don't care that they're short because I'm not going to sleep with them. But if I am going to go and bang other, not even dudes, just other dicks in front of you, why does it matter how short you are? Why does it matter how tall you are? You might as well have put how big your penis is. I was about to say that would be more useful that would have been information. Way more fulfill, way more understandable. That would have been know, more useful everything. information
0: in this situation if you were saying this is what you're working with to start, and then you know you got 18 other uh, shots in the dark. Yeah, which are probably you know not that big. I mean, you know what, ladies, people, anyone, if you responded to him, if you swiped right on him. I don't know. I don't really I don't believe in God, but just maybe go to church or or call your mom. I I don't know. Just reevaluate your life choices, please. I I don't know. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Number three on Tinder Exposed. Now this is a shocker. Okay. Hide your kids, hide your wife, cover your ears, but don't cover them too too closely, because you're gonna want to hear this. Nacho hater guy.
1: So this man's name is Kevin. All right, I'm going to paint the scene for you. This is his second picture. I didn't screenshot his first picture because it was nothing to write home about. He's 29 years old. He likes working out, craft beer, which is so fucking Oh my God, douchey. that's so pretentious. Take the craft beer shit out of your fucking bio. Ugh. He likes football. Wow, what a fucking shock. A white guy from Long Island likes football. And he says he's an athlete. No, he's not. Okay, I'm just going to throw it out there. He's not an athlete. Athletic he's like five. He's a bench warmer at best. Blutter boy. And his picture here is him and what appears to be maybe some coworkers at a work event. He's got the thumbs up going, baby. He's having a great time, smiling way too big. Okay. His coworkers look terrified. And his bio, this is, it gets even worse. He goes, hot take. First off, if you call something a hot take and you're not two hot takes, sick ass podcast, you're an idiot. He goes, hot take, nachos are an absolute disgrace as an appetizer. I don't know under what circumstance this man truly believes that he is going to get any girl to say like, oh my God, you know what? You are so right. No, you're an idiot. You're so fucking stupid. It pains me. And then he had his Instagram attached to his Tinder, which I also think is a huge red flag. Um, You shouldn't share all your pictures. You should only share certain ones. And he's really not attractive. And, um, he wears ugly ass shirts and he's really short. Um, and it's just, I, it's, it ain't it. Okay. But here's the question that I have for Mr. Not Nacho
0: Guy. What do you, what do you, what do you prefer? What do you offer in exchange? Like you don't offer any information. You just say that nachos suck. You suck. Like what, what's your, what's your take on that? What is, what's your background?
1: There are so many different types of nachos you can eat. Okay. Like the nachos you get from a restaurant, from, like, a high-quality Basito Mexican restaurant mm. is not the same nachos you're getting from some, like, shitty diner that says they have nachos and give you fake cheese on top of Or, like, chips. the movie theater nachos that come in a little package with the plastic cheese yeah. and, like, the, that's you're, not nachos. We're talking,
0: like, saying. Mexican nachos. And this guy just doesn't like any nachos. That's
1: fucking discriminatory, honestly. I almost liked him just to tell him, fuck you because my nachos are fucking great. But I didn't, because he would have won, and I will never, ever let a man win. I will win every fucking time. So She's not competitive at all. It's healthy. Only with men. I do not compete with women. I am big, girl-supporting girls. I don't even compete with women. If I know a guy I'm talking to is like, the same seriousness level talking to another girl, I will remove myself from the equation because I'm not about to compete with some other girl. Either you want me or you could have her. I will take myself out of the situation. But you bet your ass I will compete with every fucking man that has the audacity to cross my path. And I'm going to win every time. And that's probably why I am not... In a relationship. Okay. Yeah. the The second half
0: of that is sort of healthy, but the um, you know, having a fucking pissing contest without a penis part is maybe something we should take a look at sometime. Embarrassing for all the men I talk to because I win every time. I mean, I'm not going to say that you that you don't win, but not everything's about winning. No, maybe not. Okay. She's giving me a look. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Um. This guy is just a disgrace to humanity because apparently he just hates nachos for no reason. He didn't give us any, just didn't give us any background. So that's his entire personality, by the way. That's his whole Tinder profile. So if you like this guy, you are just as fucking white and bland and terrible as he is. I hope you have a great life together. Go get married at a fucking white castle. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Also, what do you eat with craft beer if not nachos? Pretzels? Soft pretzels. Yeah, but if you don't like nachos, you probably don't like soft. Pretzels, well, that doesn't you're gonna make eat any a, sense. Do unless you... you're gonna eat a plain soft. But pretzel. do you not like anything dipped in anything? Then like what? what is I just this? don't I What's... just feel like if you don't like nachos, you just don't have like a good taste. Maybe he like had COVID and like lost his taste. And maybe now you're giving him too much credit. He just
0: doesn't like nachos.
1: Well, then he should have put in his bio Kevin 2915 miles away from me um, who likes craft beer and is a fake athlete. If you are listening, at least throw into your bio like, ask me why I don't like nachos. What do you like? Just put in what you like. Why do you have to bang on nachos?
0: Just put because what you hoping like.
1: hoping to start a conversation, but you have to like make something worth a conversation. Like you could, if you want to put a hot take, put a hot take of like, hot take, you know. I don't I don't know I I can't think of anything that you should put a hot I know I think that's a huge. Who are you Walter Conkite?
0: I can't think of anything that would say hot take that wouldn't make me
1: want to immediately just like gag a little bit like maybe like a hot take. You know, there is a limit to the number of pillows you should have on a couch and you'll get listen, I disagree too. But like you'll get every girl being like and what do you think that limit is? Like it's, you could put pillows everywhere and that's like a cute conversation to start. Telling me you don't like nachos is legitimately offensive. I mean, that just kills every bit of of hormone in, in your body. It's I certainly don't want to go on a date with lady somebody who does like nachos. What are we going to eat? I wouldn't even order nachos, but it's just the fact that you're so against nachos. I would order nachos. I'm a big messy eater on the first date. So you know exactly what you're getting into. I don't think I really ate on the first date. I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't remember. My first date with – with um, I don't know what to call him. I'll call him Comset because our second date was at Comset. My first date with him, we got buffalo chicken dip and I got a whole order of mac and cheese and I ate every freaking bite of it and I didn't care at all. I ate so much and I was just like take it or leave it and I ate kind of like messy foods. I guess mac and cheese isn't that messy but like it can be. And I just, like, didn't really care. I'm a big chicken wings on the first date girl. How much like, cheese were you trying to eat? Were you trying to shit yourself in front of him to prove something? I don't something? have issues with cheese, honey. That's you. Yeah, but, like, I everyone has blo- issues I, with I, that no much way. cheese. I could eat blocks of it. Okay. I'd be totally fine. You're just not human, though. I, you also, you forget, I drink a gallon of milk a week. That's literally ridiculous. I love dairy. We're not
0: supposed to have cow's milk. I know that I miss cheese yeah, and I, I miss care. dairy, but, like, no. I'm just saying everybody has issues with that much dairy. Not I don't me. know how you're okay. Not me. I have very regular bowel movements. I mean, I don't really want to look at, I mean, I do, but I don't. Like, I kind of want to see what your colon looks like, but I
1: don't. My colon's honestly really clean, I think. I've never had a colonoscopy How did we get here from nachos? But I, you know, I poop very regularly and it's never messy. Well, Mr. Nacho Hater probably
0: gets colonoscopies weekly just to make sure that everything's fine and dandy down there. I bet you Mr. Nacho Hater
1: is lactose intolerant. Probably is. Uh... And also a bitch. Yeah, definitely a bitch. (laughs) Because if you're lactose intolerant you should suck that shit up. We sell lactate. Listen, I'm a scientist, okay? You could buy lactate, which is literally a supplement that puts enzymes into your body to let you- hey, some of us have an allergy and it doesn't and work you, for us. And you can take, you could take lactate. You'd be fine. It doesn't work for me. And you could eat something with milk in I really can't. Ask, well- Ask you- Jay what happens on Valentine's Day. Yeah, and you can poop a lot, but I genuinely think- <laughs> there i just think that people who are lactose intolerant and don't ever eat lactose ever again like the people who even like write off ice cream no i don't trust you okay you at me bro you eat ice cream sometimes no i don't suck it up.
0: no i don't i never have i literally don't Well, we used to eat ice cream all the time we used to go to ben and jerry's or places like Harold's in the village who had non dairy ice cream
1: stupid well, whatever. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think you should suck it up and let it rock. No.
0: <laughs> I hope you guys are having as much fun as Sarah and I are clearly having listening to this massive dumpster fire of a shit show. Um, so the last thing that we're going to do is something Sarah came up with completely on her own, actually. I didn't even know that she did this, but I think it's a perfect way to end our conglomeration of bullshit that we have for the last almost 40 or so minutes. I mean, thank you guys if you're still listening because this has just been one hell of a ride. But like I said, I hope you're having as much fun as we are. So Sarah decided to ask her closest guy friends what her red flags are since we spent so much time ripping strangers on Tinder, talking about the red flags that we've ignored in the past. And again, that could be a whole novel of its own and probably a whole movie length segment, but we're not gonna go into that. So Sarah decided to flip the script and ask some guy friends what her red flags are. So let's hear what uh, what they think your red flags are.
1: And let's also keep mine. I asked my three best guy friends that I've known since kindergarten, first grade, and fourth grade, and only one of them even dared respond because the other two thought I was trying to trap them. It's a in total reality, trap. I just wanted to laugh at myself, and I fully acknowledge that I have it's 100%, so many red flags. But it's 100% flags.
0: a trap. It's like when you say, do I look fat or do I look pretty? Like, there's no winning.
1: Yeah, there is no winning. But this is what my best friend Doug, who I've known since kindergarten, said. And he goes, red flags that Sarah can give off. He fully had this, like, written in his notes on his phone. Yeah, he goes number one. Mostly hangs with guys. I fully acknowledge that's the biggest biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. Fully acknowledge it. I, you will never catch me in like a group of girls. I am the girl who like will get in the guy's Uber, not the girl's Uber, because I can't even sit in a car for 10 minutes with only females.
0: And I have said this to you since we were, uh, since I was what, 14, you were 15, 16. Like I have said this to you forever, that this is just, not that it's bad, but like you are the enemy. You are enemy yes. number one in the eyes of other women because you just naturally
1: gravitate towards men, but you're not a lesbian. Yes, And very so
0: you so you're fucking dangerous.
1: Yes. Also in certain situations, like my best guy friends, I'm not a pick me. So those of you who are going to sit on the internet and be like, what a fucking pick me. No, I'm not. But if I'm in a situation where there's a whole bunch of guys and girls, I don't know, I am a full pick me bitch. And I will, I will own it because that is how I survive in those situations because I am certainly not going to be friends with the girls. And I'm never going to like flirt with the guys because that means that I have to like, you know, follow through and I have no follow through whatsoever. So yeah, definitely mostly hangs with guys. My biggest red flag. The second one he says, which is actually really funny. He says, calls everyone her pals, making it tough to know where they stand with you. Also true. I could date you for six or seven years. Honestly, we could be married with kids and I'm still going to come home and be like, what's up, buddy? Like, I don't think anything of it. I think it's a term of endearment. If I'm calling you my pal, it means that like I really do fuck with you and like I really do like you as a person. Yeah, but you
0: say that to people that you've known for like a day and
1: people you've known for 15 years. I do agree that that's definitely yeah. part of it. Like so part of it. Yeah. 100%. I very unintentionally friend zone pretty much everybody in my life. You do. Um, This next one is a personal red flag for my friends. So, you know, for Doug. So I'm going to say this one, but it's not really a full red flag. But country music for him is a red flag. It's he a pink flag. He doesn't like it i love country music it's all i listen to besides angsty pop punk which that may be a red flag that i only listen to two types of music but it's honestly better than those of you who only listen to like edm because that's fucking weird i
0: mean the whole pop punk thing just makes you so fucking hot because same you know yeah that's just that is just you got a messed up bitch who will just rock your world right there yes
1: yep um and he also screenshotted my snapchat profile Um, and I have a snap score of a little bit over 500,000. I'm probably at about 530,000 now. And are you okay? No. And he goes, why the fuck are you snapping so much? Most people are barely in the 100,000s, even the hoes I know. And I would just like to say, I am not a hoe, um, because I have standards and hoes don't have standards, but you can bet your ass that I really love attention. And Snapchat is the best way to get it.
0: I don't use Snapchat barely ever. I just pulled this up for comparison. I have 157,352. What, what is this?
1: It's like your snap score. score. I don't know. I don't really know why it goes Points, up. Points? Whatever
0: this is. Okay. Well, either way, you are
1: literally five times more than me. So. Yeah. I have 510,000 right now. How many nudes are you sending? It's honestly not really. It's just, that's like my number one mode of communication with people. Hey, um, I, if you don't have an iPhone, I'm not texting you. Um, I mean, I spoke I talked to Japan for over a year via strictly Instagram. DM. Oh, Japan. Hi. listen he's supposed to be in New York right now and he stopped answering me a week ago so I'm a little butthurt so I'm fucking typical lie.
0: so fucking typical he responds on cue as soon as he's, as when he's across the ocean he is so available but and he was he like in back.
1: California and he was all over me like that's still not literally here asking me three four days ago like so when I come back are you still down to go on a date and I was like fuck yeah that sounds like so much fun I wasted over a year of my life talking to this guy pretty much every day well maybe his phone fell in the ocean and he drowned you know what I could have said that when he was in Japan cause he was on a boat all the time. And now I just don't think that's the truth. And I'm just, you know what? I'm gonna go out to Huntington every night until he's gone. It's and so I predictable, will eventually though, him.
0: But I even said this to you before, I said this earlier when we were talking about it, like flip the script, it's so predictable to be yeah. such a fucking douche all the time. Like can one of you, not you, Jay, I love you more than anything. But he is really the one only person, honestly, that doesn't actually go by the book of douche dudes in there between 20 and 30. I mean, I'm being so serious and this isn't just because I love him. This is just because of what I've observed. Even my friends, my cousins, like people that I love so dearly. You guys are assholes. Flip the script once in a while. Be upfront. Be accountable. Don't be a dick. I mean, it's really not that hard. It was so predictable for Japan to come home from Japan and suddenly be unreachable. That was so fucking predictable. And I'm really disappointed in him because you know
1: what? We don't like predictable. And you know what sucks? I just wanted to make out with him. Like, I think he's hot and I feel like it would be fun to make out with him. But you know what? Sucks to suck. I'm a lot of fun to make out with. I've heard. Ask every bouncer in Huntington Village. I have only made out with two, I think. Um, And you know what? I couldn't pull them out of the lineup if you... Put them all in
0: Sweetheart, the one night out of the entire summer that you managed to coax me out of my, you know, little hermit crab. I did crab not make home, out with a bouncer that night. No, you didn't make out with a bouncer yeah, that I night. Definitely. But you also didn't remember taking off your shoes. So there's. And, I also
1: cut my shirt in half.
0: That yes, night. you cut your that shirt in single. half. I have a video. You literally were screaming at me to get you a scissor because your shirt was. It was actually her body, body, her body suit. Her body suit was up her so vagina. Much.
1: I hate bodysuits. I think they're a colossal waste of material. I mean, I, I hate them too. It's box. just you're
0: asking for a wedgie, but like, I'm just saying, you chose to wear a bodysuit. So then she's screaming <laughs> at me That's to right, ask I the bartender remember. for a scissor, but for some reason, Bartenders love this crazy fucking whore next to me. They love me. I mean, they love her. I tip her. them so. Well. Oh, they they love her. Your but bartender then we ended has up
1: probably tipped you like $100 But then we
0: ended life. up getting lots of free drinks because we were screaming at them for scissors, and some for some reason they actually that worked for them. People enjoy Sarah's crazy psychoses when they don't have to deal with her 24/7. So, good news for us, uh, bad news for me. But, you know, literally screaming at me to get her a scissor. So my point is, you probably have made out with more than two bouncers because you probably will not remember. No, I definitely haven't.
1: I definitely haven't. One of them was Thanksgiving Eve when I first turned 21, which is a shit show of a night which we'll talk about another day. We can do a whole drunk escapades, whatever episode I'm in. But um, there was only one that night. And I don't even think there was another one. I really think that's the only one I did go up to a bouncer at rust and gold and ask him, Are you looking for a wife? Um, And he was like, What do you mean? And I said, Well, I noticed you don't have a ring on. And I was really hoping that you wanted a wife because I I want a husband and I want him to look like you. And you know, I'm um, sorry, this is how you get murdered in the woods. No He's a bouncer. They're safe. No. Uh, (laughs) No. Just I just asked him if he wanted a wife. I didn't ask him to leave. I, you know, I didn't ask him to drive me home. Anything. I just, I wanted to know if he was looking for a wife. Okay. What if he said yes, but not you? I would have said you're wrong. You would have set yourself up for failure. I would have said you're wrong. Or I would have made it really weird and been like, are you positive? And then he would have said something and I would have made it like a weird sex thing. As
0: if asking him if he wanted a wife out of the blue didn't make it weird enough. Totally not weird. So weird. That's okay. That's fine. I mean, I love you because you're weird. Fun. I love you because you're weird, and that's the most important Here for a good thing. time, not a long time. And that is the perfect way to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we love you all. And this has been Sarah, my, I, I don't even know, Hot Mess Express, Red Flag Express, all the shit show Express. Fucking she's running the whole train, okay? So we love you guys. Thank Literally you for listening. Oh, gosh. Okay, we're going to end this now before she says anything that's going to – um. Yeah, get her fired or further dig us both in the hole. Thank you guys so much and join us for next week's episode.